It's really um, interesting to do this thing called teaching and dealing with present time awareness because all I'm noticing right now is the amazing breeze <laughs> coming through the window and noticing that's the experience I want to have and then also knowing I have a, um, a really beautiful duty <laughs> to attend to which is to talk about the difficult person in your life. Or at least to practice with the difficult person in this metta um, space. And so we've been um, expanding this circle through the metta practice, starting with maybe somebody who was easy, who we didn't have a whole lot of weight with, um, working with a little bit of forgiveness. Uh, is this loud enough? It feels really quiet to me. Are people hearing me completely? Yeah, can we? Yeah, thank you. And then to know if we've expanded out to the neutral person, um, and then undeniably, thank you, yeah, that sounds better to me. It might sound loud to people, but okay, good. Undeniably, we live on a planet where we bounce into people that might cause us a little bit of uh, discomfort, a little bit of difficulty. That might not be true for, for you, but it's definitely true for me. <laughs> and that can happen in the smallest of ways, right? It can just be, you know, I've, maybe we don't even call it difficult person. Maybe we call it difficult being, because I know even on this retreat I've experienced mosquitoes. <laughs> or even the turkeys <laughs> that decide they, Anushka brought it up, but we've experienced it. Like they just poop wherever they want, which is so wild. And so that might be difficult. I was trying to dry my sweater and they decided to poop on my sweater. <laughs> so, okay, that was a little difficult. <laughs> but that's lightweight difficult, right? And then we can sort of expand. Um, we all probably encounter um, things that are difficult. Somebody the other, day, <laughs> the other day said, you know, when you're sitting in traffic, like, you are the traffic. That was Anushka. It's, like, it's an important to remember. Someone's in therapy because of you is important to remember. And then we expand to anybody who cares about politics or global situations, climate, you know, we expand to the, the really difficult, the heavy stuff. And I appreciated the question the other day, what if it's somebody who's causing harm to somebody else and it's not in one of the three categories? So here we sit and look at expanding our minds in an even greater, larger, wider possibility. And just to sort of blow our minds a little bit, I want to read something that is in the 
discourses of the Buddha. So as far as we know, this was said by the Buddha. And it feels like a really big ask to me. It's called the simile of the saw. And it says, even if bandits were to sever you savagely, limb by limb, with a two-handled saw, he who gave rise to a mind of hate towards them would not be carrying out my teaching. Feels like a really big ask, yeah? (laughs) Here in bhikkhus, you should train thus. Our minds will remain unaffected, and we shall utter no evil words. We shall abide compassionate for their welfare with a mind of loving kindness, without inner hate. We shall abide pervading them with a mind imbued with loving kindness. And starting with them, we shall abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility, and without ill will. This is how you should train bhikkhus. We're the bhikkhus that are being talked to here. So when I think of the Buddha's teachings, the Buddha was not asking to be a self-help guru. (laughs) The Buddha was actually asking us to maybe um, look at ultimate liberation. And that would mean that even our most difficult person, we attend to with a kind heart, a compassionate heart. So that's what I want to practice with today. And just a little personal story, because I kind of like that. It helps when it becomes, you know, when we can personalize it. Um, my mom is my difficult person, um, and has been. I know others can relate to me here. <laughs> and my mom was um, going into surgery quite about eight, eight, nine years ago. And she was having a big surgery. And um, I was there with her, and her blood pressure was really high. And the surgeons decided they couldn't take her into surgery because her blood pressure was too high. And I knew that... If I held her hand and sat by her and comforted her, that I could help that situation. I knew that, right? And I couldn't do it. And I couldn't do it because um, what was being asked of me was to be kind to somebody who I didn't feel had been kind to me. I was being asked to care for somebody who hadn't nurtured and cared for me. And there was a little bit of a fuck you in me. (laughs) Right? There was that part of me that said, you don't deserve this. Why would I hold your hand? Why would I care for you in this way when I didn't get that? But (laughs) I was already a practitioner of, of this practice that you were all doing. And so that thought arose, and I 
didn't want to abide. But I said, you know, this isn't how I want to live. This isn't how I want my heart to feel. What I really want to do is to be able to hold her hand and touch her. And so there was this, there was this wall. There was literally a block for me. I could feel it. It was palpable. And I had to talk myself through it. And in talking myself through it, I, I touched her and I held her. And it was so crazy, y'all. And this is, not a, this is true. This is a true story. Her blood pressure went down. Through me being there for her and holding her and touching her and holding her hand, her blood pressure went down and she was able to go in for surgery. So, you know, I, I right there felt my difficult person. It's not easy having a mom as a difficult person, right? That's the person who's supposed to, who we think is supposed to be our, our, our lover, our caretaker, our nurturer. But it's not always true. So... That happened. I witnessed the difference. I witnessed the possibility. And so I'm going to ask you all to practice with me right now um, with a difficult person. And so maybe pick somebody who... I had to pick my most difficult person, you know, because I was, I, it was immediately needed. But maybe pick somebody... Um, maybe pick somebody on this retreat <laughs> who's slightly difficult, you know, who's, who's, who doesn't have a lot of weight for you. Our, our um, inclination is to go immediately to what's hard, but we don't need to. We can be really tender and gentle and kind with ourselves in this practice of, of a difficult person. So my invitation is to, you know, let, obviously let you decide. Your mind will do what it does. And maybe even with your eyes open, um, think about who that person might be. And... Um, Josen shared with me a practice today that I thought was really actually quite beautiful and gentle and kind is if that person feels very difficult, maybe we'll put them, like see that hill over there? (laughs) Maybe they could be over there. (laughs) So they don't have to be sitting in your lap. They don't have to be sitting in your heart. They don't have to be sitting in your mind. They can be somewhere over there. Not in a mean way. It's beautiful over there. Like, we're giving them a nice view, right? Like, <laughs> like it's, it's super kind. <laughs> and, um... Allowing yourself now to find a posture, and maybe some of you are already in it. That really is at ease. And going against hall etiquette, 
Lying down is okay for this practice. And sometimes ease is is sitting upright, but you can decide. And just really knowing that when we're picking a difficult person, we are not looking to fix them, change them, control them. We're not looking to resolve any issues or problems. Right now, we're just really paying attention to the liberation of our own hearts, our own minds, our own histories. And so first and always, allowing yourself to connect to your body If you can feel the breeze like I can, allowing yourself to appreciate this place that we are right now. So maybe allowing this word called metta to be a deep appreciation, a deep acknowledgement of gratitude. Even some pleasure of ease. Allowing it to be okay to see that which is joyful and easeful. And often where our minds attach to that which is hard. Seeing if we can incline it in the direction towards peace and freedom. And just together, taking a few deep breaths. Because sometimes if the body allows us to find ease, then the mind can follow. So allowing each breath to fill your whole being. Your belly, your chest, your throat, your mind.
And first and foremost, as the Buddha said, there is nobody more deserving of kindness than yourself. So allowing yourself to first feel some tenderness, some care, some space. So however you feel you want to do that, maybe it's through the phrases, may I be happy, may I be happy, can we allow that in, does that even feel true or real? May I be at peace and at ease. Just letting each breath receive that to the degree that is possible. It might just be, may I find space. Between each thought. So to the extent that we feel is appropriate for us, allowing yourself ease in your heart, in your mind. And sometimes that just means that we're not having hard thoughts. Seeing if we can soften with each breath. Create space with each breath.
And if that space feels difficult, then allowing that to be okay. How kind, how caring can we be right now towards ourselves? And then seeing if we can allow the circle to grow. Knowing that we're on a land where there's so much space. Allowing the circle to grow for those that we care for that are close to us, that we wish well. Not needing to put any words to it or any phrases to it, but just a spaciousness in your heart, in your belly, in your chest for those beings that you care for deeply. And just letting each breath allow for their happiness, their well-being, their ease. (coughs) Knowing that if at any time this feels too difficult or painful, that you can pull back. But seeing how much space you can make. holding those people and moving on, widening the circle, using the land as your support. Moving to those neutral people in our lives, the people we come across daily, the people in this retreat that we may not have met, we don't know their names, those that serve us food, those who tend to the land, the other diligent retreatants, seeing how much space we can make 
with our breath through the wind, through the land. And just allowing your chest, your heart, your belly to expand. And then choosing one person that you consider maybe somebody who's difficult, uncomfortable, imagining them, seeing them. Maybe it's their actual physical being. Maybe it's just the, the essence or the feeling that arises. And again, if they need to be far away up on the hill, maybe they're on the walking path or maybe they're with you on the cushion. Whatever you choose, this person Seeing how much space and care we can put in their direction, knowing that why they are difficult might be just out of their own ignorance, confusion, pain. Knowing that ideally all people, all beings want to be free of suffering. So how too can we hold this person if phrases are helpful. Knowing that you too have suffered, I know that your suffering has caused me suffering. I know that your happiness matters. May you be happy. May you too be happy. Knowing that your suffering has caused me suffering When your suffering comes to an end, perhaps 
that will cause less suffering in this world. So I'll leave you with a few possible phrases, and sometimes phrases aren't appropriate or right. Maybe it's just a feeling, an experience of this difficult person. This person that is not easy to be in contact with or connect with. What would it be like to be able to wish them well? What would it be like to wish them ease? May you be well. May you be happy. May you be at ease.
And just a reminder all the while to stay with yourself as much as we might go out to this other person continually returning to your body and your experience trying to stay out of story connecting again to this space in your heart, your chest, your belly. Seeing how expansive we can be while at the same time staying connected.
So to quote from the Metta Sutta as a reminder that all beings are included in our practice and our hearts. May all beings be at ease. Whatever living beings there are, whether they are weak or strong, omitting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born. May all beings be at ease. So there's time for maybe one or two questions, but knowing that Joseph is going to do questions this evening for the talk, so we'll keep the the talking to a minimum. Um, But if there's anything pressing about this difficult person, (laughs) it's sort of, to me, very similar to the forgiveness practice. You know, this way that um, we do not need to bring this person back into our lives or in our home or... There's in no way, again, the reminder over and over again, this is for the liberation of our own beings so that we can move forward in life without being hindered. Yeah? So anything pressing, please? Well, um, I decided to go right for my most difficult person um, who's a powerful person in the world. And um, uh, it's somebody who I normally rage against, Mm. Uh, and uh, I can go there in theory, I can hold this person and um, offer them uh, the the meta, but um, it's very dry, Mm -hmm. and um, I know that uh, that truly and how I really feel is for this person's downfall. <laughs> I wonder who this person is. <laughs> Let's vote. <laughs> but, you know, I wish for their disgrace. I wish for their defeat uh, because I think it would be good for the world. Um, and I know that I'm, when I go home and see this person on television, those feelings will surface. <laughs> Um, so, and I've thought about this before, I mean, I know that I'm doing, I, you know, and I know the Buddha says, if somebody saws off your arms and legs, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't rise to that, and, um, 
So I just want to know, I know that I am theoretically doing something good for my own heart to the extent that I can feel this, and maybe next time I see the television I won't rage, but I know I still have those actual feelings and, mm -hmm. and want those results. Thank <laughs> you. So how, how do I reconcile? I, know, I feel like by looking at faces that maybe the question went out to everybody, but in case it didn't, there's a really difficult person <laughs> on the planet and having a hard time reconciling the desire to wish that person well um, would be a good synopsis, right? Um, especially knowing that this person might be causing harm to the entire planet. And how do we work with that? So, you know, I, I, I said it at one point, is that I, f I feel like if I wish this person well, because their unhappiness makes me unhappy, right? So it becomes this, this thing where because of their ignorance or delusion or whatever, like greed, I would say greed would be a good word to use. Um, <laughs> it's causing a lot of other people unhappiness. So again, this practice, I don't mean to sound redundant, but this is what was taught, right? Is that we know that if we go home every day and rage at this person, that the people that we actually love that are close to us suffer the most, right? We suffer the most, and the people that we live with suffer a lot when we're in a rageful or angry or unskillful state of mind. So that's not good for anybody. When we decide that we want to liberate our hearts and be kind to those closest to us, and create harmony in our communities and in our families, um, that's better. So knowing that, you know, we haven't moved on to the equanimity practice yet, but knowing that, <laughs> that's coming maybe, knowing that um, we can't control external circumstance, but what we can work with are, is ourselves and those closest to us. Um, is a good place to start. Um, when I think of this, the simile of the saw, what I really like about these teachings is they can sound so coarse. You know, they can sound just like, ah, sounds preschool or coarse or basic. But it's kind of a big deal to think about that, right? Um, even if a bandit, bandit is sawing off our arm, we're sending them, sending them love. I mean, ultimately, that means that we, we get to be free. And so I look at some of my role models who are, you know, the really typical, the Nelson Mandela's and the Dalai Lama's and those who have lived in a lot, who have watched their communities and the people closest to them really have huge downfalls and suffer greatly. And, and they've all commented and made the statements that if I stay, Nelson Mandela, you know, I said it to, did I say it to you in our meeting? Oh, I said it to somebody. But, you know, as long as I stay imprisoned, I'm free now, but as long as I stay imprisoned um, in my mind and in my heart, even though I'm free physically, I will never be free, right? So, I mean, I'm, I don't have any huge answer 
but I know that we get to be that if we decide to get caught up in the cycle of anger and dispute, then that's how we live. Like that's that's what our minds cultivate. That's what our um, lives look like. And I'm I'm not willing to lose. Like I'm just not one of those people. You know, it's sort of like I'm gonna win through spreading joy and hope and um, and liberation. Like that's my choice. And hopefully. Um, I'm sorry, I want to get so political and I'm just going to stop myself. <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah. Hopefully mass consciousness will agree and um, that can happen through some metta. <laughs> Thank you for your question. I was hoping somebody would raise it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're going to walk now (laughs) so just the encouragement to walk with the practice to stay in the practice there's a lot of us here you know there's a lot that we can do through expanding our hearts and our minds and and sometimes on retreat we can get real small right like our minds can get and I don't mean that we are small. I just mean we can get really sort of encapsulated in this own little cranial sacral experience. And then there's also the capacity to let our hearts grow and um, expand and like this mass consciousness to spread some love today. And it's such a beautiful day. I feel like the wind is going to carry our... Uh, our kindness and our care and our metta, um, maybe all the way to Fairfax or to whatever that beach is over there. Um, you know, let's see how far it can go. So, yes. If I could just offer in response to his question, one of the things that's helped me to get past, especially difficult people, is saying, I know they're doing the best that they can given their causes and conditions. Yeah. So knowing that each and every one, every being is doing the best they can makes it easier for me to pass that compassion on. Thank you. All right. So I'm feeling a big breeze. So whatever big stuff you have to share, like let's all send it out together and, and walk, walk with, with kindness. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.